everybody. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Not Your Average Netizens. This is Ash, and I'm joined by another lovely panel of podcasters. Um, today, I have with me Nat. Hey. Jay. Hello, everyone. And Jimin. Goo goo ga ga butterfly. Yes. <laughs> she is making herself known. Thank you for that. I'm 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 very I, I like that. That's that's something different. Thank you. <laughs> um yes, yeah, so this is um that's our um podcasters for today's episode and um we will get started um have got some interesting things going on in the world of k-pop to talk about um first of all something i'm particularly excited about as a long time wonderful yeah it turns out that the original leader of the Wonder Girls, Sunye, is going to make a return to music. She is signed with Polaris Entertainment, um, which is the home of Ladies Code and um, some other groups and artists. But she is signed with uh, Polaris. And she has also appeared and unmasked herself on King of Mask Singer. And it looks like she has um, decided to sign with them and make her re-debut. And um, according to Polaris, um, it said that they've come to a positive agreement to work together. Um, According to Polaris, there are no specific promotion plans that have been set up yet. Um, please send your warm gazes and cheers towards Sunye, who is hoping to embark on the third chapter of her life after spending five years as a mother of two and a wife of a happy family. And then finally, Polaris added, we are thankful to towards Sunye for making a difficult decision. We hope to be like family for her whom she can rely on through the tough and difficult times. Now, one thing I want to say that I have been, I have not understood from the moment she made the first announcement that she was getting married as a Wonder Girl or when she was part of the Wonder Girls. Um, for some reason, people or K-netizens have this huge hate boner towards her because they feel like she neglected the Wonder Girls because she dared to get married at 24 and have children and decide to become a missionary, which is a whole other deal, you know, whatever her religious affiliation that's a whole other issue and i don't understand why this is seen as some huge betrayal 
her wanting to get married and have a child at 24, especially since in general in Korean culture, a lot of them stay with their families until they do get married. And so for her, if she does it, then all of a sudden it's a horrible thing for the Wonder Girls as a group. They did absolutely fine. They did fine without Sunye. They got their first perfect all kill as a band without Sunye. They wouldn't have been able to have their band phase without Sunye. And Sunye supported them from where she was, you know, the entire time. And I'm sorry, I just feel a certain way is so wonderful because I, I feel like she didn't do anything wrong. And I don't understand why there are so many people that dog on her for getting married and having children. And now that she's coming back, there just seems like there's a concerted effort against her. Or there's a group of people that are like Sunye. Oh, she's now she's needing money or she's, you know, she's hard up for cash. So she's coming back as a singer. And that's the reason why she's doing it. You know, whether it is or she isn't, you know, I feel like I I don't understand the vitriol with like for her. But that's just my opinion toward the matter. How do the rest of you all feel? <laughs> I'm sorry. I know, it's okay. Oh uh, I was I talking about flashback because seeing that in real time and looking back at it now I think part of why people were so upset was because she was the leader of the group and that's like a coveted position if there is one in whatever K-pop group exists Um, even if they really don't do anything because sometimes they they actually have like a role to like lead, but other times it's just a title. But I think with the Wonder Girls that she, you know, really was like a support system for the other members. And there was, as like their mother, you know, to the other girls. Um, And like the role models, that's like part of their job as idols is that the role models. And so in, in Asian culture, they had this whole big thing about like respect and paying your dues and all that. So for her to make a personal decision to leave the group and start a family, they may have seen that as selfish. Like she was putting herself first instead of the group. (laughs) I'm kind of like, she got a life she wants to live, so let her do it. (laughs) But looking, but if you look at it through the lens of like, their culture it could be seen like she betrayed him but I mean I'm just like look she wants to get married she wants to you know I was I mean I was like okay she wants to go then she wants to go and you know she wants to live her life I mean 
JYP wasn't trying to like block her or keep her in the group for happening, and then they still went on without her, and then she she wasn't like <laughs> she wasn't a wife or like a mother and all that, and then two weeks later she was like up on stage singing because that could have looked a certain way if she did that. But I mean, she just wanted to live her life, and I think too that she was one of the longest trainees in JYP before the Wonder Girls debut. So she had spent, you know, most of her teens already in a group and like, you know, she wanted to do more or wanted to do something else with her life. And then she did. Um, when she left, I, I really wasn't sure. Like, I was like, oh, so she might come back. Yay. But after like the second year, I was like, she's not coming back. <laughs> okay, this is real. <laughs> I, I, I had hope. I was like, she's gonna come back, and everything's gonna nope. be fine. And I, yeah, I was so wrong. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so this is for real because now they're having to come back without her. And I mean, I just left it at that. I mean, it was surprising to hear to see her name come up again because like now it's a whole new generation in K-pop, and you know they really don't talk about anybody from the second generation at all so to see her name come up was that was a surprise to me and then i was like okay so she's she wants to you know i guess pick up where where she you know had things. you know music still you know part of her life and she wants to go at it again i mean i'm pretty sure her kids are a little bit old enough now so like she had you know she has i guess she can divide her time up to you know go work and take care of them and she has her husband to help with that and whoever else. So, I mean, she just wants to get back into things. So, you know, why not let her? Um, yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all I say. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. I agree. I, I was not really into the Wonder Girls. Like, like, I liked some of their songs, but I wasn't really as into them then than I was when they became a band and they dropped Reboot. Because, I mean, Reboot was everything. But um, I remember people just being mad because she had re-signed with JYP. So people were like, why would you even re-sign if you knew you were going to, like, go off and do missionary work, you know, like, with this person that you were going to marry? And likely, you guys are going to start having kids. Because, I mean, that's what you do, especially when you're, like, in specific religions and you get married. It was... So I guess a lot of people felt like she kind of misled them in a way or like she kind of held them back because she's like I'm gonna resign my contract with JP but I'm gonna peace out I'll see you guys later you know um I I am really happy to see Sunny back I mean screw everybody who has like really bad things to say about her based on these circumstances not really I don't really trust a lot of missionaries so I mean I'm gonna leave that on its own like it's its own little thing but in terms of her being back in korea and having a career like she's clearly super talented people like seeing her and they like seeing her as a mom and they like seeing her family and i think it's normal i think it's one of those things where it's really normal to see people in k-pop who can still have normal things and normal lives because like a lot of the first gen groups like if they get married, they usually just disappear. That's why a lot of times what you see, like, especially the guys um, from, like, um, Shinwa, Sashkis, or whatever, and, you know, 
H.O.T. Like a lot of them are single, you know, like they're not really dating. They still kind of like hold on to like a lot of these tenets of um, being an idol. You know, like if I get married, I'm going to lose my fan base. We saw that happen with H.O.T. Um, what's his name when he married the girl from um, that group? What's that group called Round that Pop? had the Bar 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 song? Um, yeah, them. <laughs> um, but <it's>... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they had a few bombs. Okay. <laughs> uh, but like, I think it's it's good. I think people are fighting it because they still want to have the fantasy of these idols. And I think that is more what they're holding on to than anything else because they want their idols to be single. They want their idols to be available. And they're not available to them. Which is, you know, we'll go into that more later on in this episode. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, you're going to find other things later. But, like, like, she's 29. Like, she has two kids and a husband. She's doing things that normal people do, but she still wants to have a career why are you so angry about it like get over yourself just understand that idols are like everybody else and just like i don't i don't really get the whole like dating and i'm putting them in quotes you can't see me but i'm putting that in quotes dating scandals and like all this bs i just don't get it because i feel like it's it's just selfish people being selfish and being petty and being angry because you know in order to be an idol, in order, it's all about sacrifice to people. I think a lot of fans look at it as a sacrifice and as something sort of like removed from everyday lives. Like, you know, my favorite idol is on stage all the time, but I can go and, you know, like eat pizza at like 10 o'clock at night, you know, like I don't have to diet, you know? So I think it's it's like stopped. pettiness. <laughs> yeah, like it's, but it's or weird. Like, like, people... like, oh, she got a pepperoni pizza. <laughs> That's why yeah, she like, can't but... see. Like, it stems from jealousy. <laughs> it just stems from, like, jealousy, too, right? It's so yeah. really, like, it's so strange, like, that she can't be, like, well, I mean, she's such she a can't great, have she's a great vocalist. I read somewhere that, like, Wonder Girls was created around her. So, I mean, like, she always had sort of, like, the star, the star persona. Like, she was, she was always somebody who was going to be someone. So, like, yeah. Just get on the train or get off the train. Like, <laughs> that's how I look at it. Yes. Anybody else? Yeah. <laughs> no other thoughts? Okay. Well, <laughs> that just spoke the truth. I mean, she did. She yeah. did. I, <laughs> I mean, yes, yeah, speak the truth. Um, yeah, I, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it, it it's going to happen. Hopefully, there'll be more people than not that's bring her into the fold and, you know, whatever she decides to do. I personally think she'll probably go toward more of the OST mm-hmm. um, ballad kind of singing like song route but i could be wrong she's gonna um, level up like sierra she's gonna like i'm a mom i got kids i'm a wife and i'm still gonna, I'm gonna do the thing it'll be better for her though because it's tied to the ost it's tied to the drama at least so she's not the face of it she's just the voice so i think that will work really well for her from a marketing standpoint 
I mean, she could do, she could flip it around and decide that she wants to become like a Lee Fiori and yeah, you know, decide to and, you know <laughs> more power to her. I mean, I would I, live for that. That would get me too. So, so that's like Ali Amoro. That's like <laughs> it would be a repeat of all that. You know, oh my god, she's a mom. How dare she have a job and perform? <laughs> <laughs> she's like, LOL, number one album. <laughs> I mean, like, that would be awesome. So yeah. I hate her. I still hate her, but I'm going to stream the song all day. Yes. <laughs> Please do. So, you know, we'll see. Um another uh person who has been of uh uh been at the top of um I guess topics um, among, I guess as far as Korean celebrities lately has been CL. Um, recently, CL was uh, there are pictures taken of her walking around. Um, I don't know if it was LA, but it was somewhere in America, and she was wearing like a baggy T-shirt and baggy jeans, and there are pictures taken of her and. They were automatically, obviously automatically uploaded online. And, you know, there were a lot of um, headlines with, yeah, there's a lot of headlines (laughs) and and such with, you know, CL has gained weight. And yes, CL looked like she had gotten a little, was a little bigger than maybe her skinniest weight in to anyone i don't know she was wearing a a big t-shirt and baggy jeans so kind of the default the default assumption was that she had gained some weight um however she not long after that she had done a concert um for a I think it was a video game convention or something, a, a video game. Um, what do you call it? Um, esports? Esports, it? yes. It was an esports thing. Um, Ooh, she she... Sorry. <laughs> They're popular. That's why I said that. They're like really popular. It was a, so. Yeah, it was an esports thing. And she had performed at that. And, and she also had done a bunch of uh, pictures on a red carpet for a, I think it, uh, an American, um, an American, um, movie, I think it's called 22 Mile. Um, I apologize if the movie is called something else. It's something, (laughs) it's something mile. Um, I think it is 22 Mile with Mark Wahlberg. uh, I think that's what it's called. Okay. And she looks great in the pictures and um yes she does like i said she does not look as skinny as her skinniest in 21 but she looks absolutely fine um but those initial pictures that were taken of her were posted everywhere and people were kind of freaking out about them and people were kind of going to like the worst possible like assumptions like oh you know, she's eating and she's stressed because of YG and she's having, you know, a tough time in America and, and all of this. And 
not long after that, there was, I, I don't know where it was from. I, I'm not sure who gave that the, um, who gave this um, answer that it was, that was saying that CL was actually meeting with YG and that, that, you know, not to worry about her health or anything that she was meeting with YG and that it was just a little stress over her being, moving to America and being in America um, and to not worry about it. But that kind of was the announcement after the pictures came out. And that was kind of it. I think she looks fine. <laughs> I mean, she's obviously not idol skinny, quote unquote, but she looks healthy. Um, she doesn't, she looks, she doesn't look unhappy. And um, she's in a movie, which, you know, is something so so i'm glad about that at the very least what about anyone else um i felt i feel like it's like a really touchy sort of uncomfortable subject because mm -hmm. if cl says she's fine she's fine but i mean we also know that she's going through some things so it's yeah you kind of don't want to be like oh she you know blaming yg yg you know the disbandments and all this and like her her failure pretty much in in her us debut i don't want to blame those things but i mean like for anybody i think it would be um, an, a huge issue and I think it could lead to like if I had to go through all that stuff I probably would be depressed um, and I probably would be eating a lot of food that's probably like not that great for me but I don't know CL and I don't know what she's going through and if she says she's fine because like you did mention that there were like media reports saying that she was fine and that it was like the move to the states but I haven't really seen anything from CL herself so I don't want to I don't want to get into like borderline, you know, fat shaming or anything like that. I mean, she has gained weight. It is outside of the norm of K-pop. Is she really in K-pop anymore? I don't know. Um, so I'm going to just wait for CL to say something. She, she did perform in like Taiwan or Hong Kong or something like that. And she looked great. She was feeling herself. She was feeling herself while she was taking those photos. She seems like she's in a good place. So I, it's kind of hard because mental health and mental illness is like still sort of like taboo in Korea. And so it might be something that, you know, she might not want to talk about or maybe it's not even relevant. It's really hard to kind of have an opinion on this. You know, it's just like, I feel like the only thing that I can say is that you know, stupid fans or, or stupid, you know, K-Nets and I-Nets I and whatever, like, they can all go to hell if they are out here, like, fat-shaming her. But I I don't know. I don't know if she's, is she a victim? Is she, like, 
just chilling and living living good and that's why she gained weight like i don't know so it's, it is kind of hard i argue that cl has surpassed the title of idol yeah yeah in and that's the, a thing right because like in korea there's a very stark difference between idol and artist and i feel like oh i feel like cl is kind of looking as more of an artist like versus and obviously if you're an idol you're an artist but you can be an idol oh at the same time though you can be an idol and not really an artist like yeah you can be an idol whose only role is to be visual and you really don't have any vocal talent you really you know or anything like that i feel like seal is looked at as like a true artist a lot of big bang i mean a big bang a lot of yg <laughs> they're looked at as like true artists versus idols and i wonder I wonder how that affects this conversation because of course there's an idol standard and she sort of is she has that idol background um and then there's like a standard that i feel like i feel like that's different from what korea expects from artists does that make sense like yeah like a good example is uh the whole hyorin situation um when they're talking about how she performs or whatever um basically they were saying, well, you know, she's not a Beyonce. Why is she, you know, dancing like that? It's like they separate certain groups of people. And then depending on which funnel you fall into, and this even goes into the dating thing. It's it's like you get a, you you get more freedom with your image and how you look and how you behave and how what kind of music you make even. So I don't know. I think I think like you said, it's a touchy subject. Um, I definitely think people are overreacting in terms of uh, shaming her for her body. Um, I think that's never the answer when somebody, especially if somebody could have a mental um, health issue behind it. I think it's always best to just figure out what's going on and then go from there. Um, but it's just interesting to see how this is playing out um, in terms of like how Knet see it overwhelmingly because a lot of the comments that I saw shaming her were actually from Korean people like actually saying oh she's I heard I saw some people say oh she looks American style now like because apparently in America you you I guess everybody's considered chubby or something like that I don't know I just was like uh is it really that deep like is I feel like she it's not like I feel like they act like she's you know, one cheeseburger away from the, her deathbed or something like when that's when the, a lot of kids, a lot of these are like one meal away from a deathbed, if we're being honest in terms of the way the body standards are and things like that. So, yeah, it's a it's a touchy issue. I hope she's OK. I don't think, I mean, I, I don't think anything's wrong with the way she looks personally. But if this is a result of some greater issue, I hope that that issue gets fixed um yeah that's what i have to say about that Good. oh my gosh my thing is why of all things to talk about cl we see a picture of her and everybody is all like talking about her weight but most of the time if it, if she was a guy would it even come up would people even say anything about it most likely, I feel most likely not, unless like you were shirtless and you're like, oh, look at that body. 
<laughs> so I'm like, well, okay. I mean, well, I mean, yeah, I agree there. I, mean, so, I think that okay. Like I saw the pictures and I was just like, okay. So, I mean, I was like, for what I know, she's not really working. And okay, I mean, okay. I, like I, they haven't seen nobody look like that before. Like. But then there was all like this, like, oh, she's depressed and all this and that. And then I was like, I mean, I can't say one way or the other. It's not my place. Right. Only she knows that or whoever she's talking to, maybe they know. But I mean, I just left it at that. So like when there was all like, oh, she let herself go. She's this and she's that. I was just like, this was just all being extra. And then she proved <laughs> that she, you know, she showed up and she was like, y'all all thought wrong. <laughs> And two, it's like the timing, because I mean, I really don't know when those pictures were taken. I mean, that could have been any time, <laughs> any time really in my timeline, because I mean, I'm not really following CL, so I don't know when those pictures were taken, and they just threw them out there now to, I don't I, know, to like have a certain narrative about her. I don't know, but I mean, I really was just, I saw the pictures, and I just kind of went about my life I really didn't say anything about it because I was like that's not the first time that I've seen somebody look like that or you know whether they're this weight or this weight I mean I don't know what's going on people's weight fluctuates for a whole bunch of different reasons right. I wasn't trying to get into figuring out why I guess because <laughs> I mean I guess I wasn't I didn't care enough to like get all into that and <sighs> it's <laughs> I was just like whatever and then you know like she went to that premiere and then she was like Gotcha. <laughs> no, I just left it at that. I don't really follow CL either. I mean, obviously, I always hope that people's mental health conditions are okay, regardless of who I follow. Um, but on the point about like if she was to die, would it be the same thing? Um, while I can see that point in many different aspects, particularly let's say if you're talking about comparing the people, for example, when Rihanna gained weight, right? Versus, I don't know, DJ Khaled and Rick Ross. They're <laughs> like, oh, from Suju. Exactly. But I think that it's interesting to talk about that because one thing that's been interesting that I've noticed with is that I think that sometimes when it comes to weight, a lot of times it's not necessarily discriminatory, you know, just more so biased towards women. I've noticed that of these, besides him, a lot of male idols also kind of get like, some sort of pressure about their weight. Like, yeah. People that immediately come to mind, Taehyung from BTS and also June from BTS, they both had gotten Taehyung more recently. People say he's getting bigger. And then in the past, June was basically mocked as the fat one of BTS. They called him like a pig and all of those things. So I don't know if it's gender as, as gender as it is in the West. Um, I mean, it's definitely gender. I just don't know if it's that. Um, I think that it's more so everybody has to fit a particular. Year. So okay, yeah. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will say like in the point of K-pop that I like the issue of weight is more kind of evenly spread as opposed to here in the West. Because um, I'm not going to ignore and say like, no, none of the guys have ever had weight issues when I literally thought of like three right off the bat that i've like seen that i was like oh are you okay are you okay <laughs> like i'm worried I mean, and so we talk about like not in that way but like that we discuss you know what i mean on here that mm -hmm. people have 
people joke about them because they're underweight. They say things, and I know we all know the different jokes because they're they're underweight, for example. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I just like I remember one time they put, they said that Wanu from Seventeen was a two figure because honestly he was standing there and I just like his body was so lean that it just people really thought that like is this a cardboard like those life size cardboard cutouts. Um mm-hmm. so, so like and but to them it was more so of a joke. Obviously it doesn't matter if you're underweight or overweight, it's not a joke to, to you know, pick on somebody because of something that they probably can't control. Especially with like mm-hmm. these enforced diets and eating a certain way and then the stress of being an idol and you know eating um pleasure stress and all those things are going to it so yeah like it's just really interesting to me like it's not interesting that in a good way but just like weird that people are so concerned about what other people are doing with their bodies like it's not your body why do you care mm-hmm. i agree like i mean yep. I don't know. I mean, especially since it seems like a lot of people are saying this, like, y'all probably don't even like CL anyway. Y'all just don't want to say something. Like, I don't know. Just, um... Okay. Well, I think we're done with the CL issue. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um,. It's a bit of a controversial issue, but um, I think we can at least say that CL is um, projecting her best self out into the public right now. So I give her props for that. Um, The next thing that I want to get to is the main thing that I think we all want to get to right now. Um, what I think I'll do is I'll sing from the very beginning. And because I have notes. You need notes. Because all the back and forth between Cube and, like, the media. (laughs) It is ridiculous. It is very ridiculous. It is just, it's, okay. Cube is struggling. Cube, and we were just, we were praising them just last, just the last, the week before last. And it's just, it's disappointing. It's so disappointing. Um... Like Sammy, okay. call me, call me. <laughs> it's so disappointing. Um, so this all started when Cube had to confirm that Pentagon's Hui, Hui, Hui. I hope I'm saying it right. Um, from Pentagon. And idols Sujin used to date, but they said that they broke up. So Pentagon's Hui and Idol Sujin used to date, but they broke up. That was the the story from 
phone queue. So that was what was going around because um, Sasings and eagle eyed um, fans had found pictures of both of them um, kind of close together, walking together, and had were kind of spreading rumors that they were dating which it kind of forced Cube to say that, yes, they were dating, but not anymore. So that is what started. Then what ended up happening was <laughs> we had Hannah and Edon. So Rumors start swirling that Hyuna and Idan were dating. So first, Cube Entertainment denied that Hyuna and Idan were dating. But then, after Cube released a statement saying that they were not dating, um... The next day, Hyuna and Idan confirmed that they were in fact dating and had been for two years, um, which means that they were dating back when Idan was a trainee before Pentagon had even debuted. And Hyuna even wrote an Instagram post about her thoughts concerning everything and she thanked fans and all of this. Um, and her translated caption basically was, she wrote, I really wanted to be honest for the fans who always support me and watch over me. I want to work hard on stage with a happy heart with nothing to hide as I always have. Thank you. And even though it's really not enough just to say I love you, I have no other, have no other way of, of expressing it. Um, needless to say, this news sent some fans into a rage, and then after that, Cube started canceling stuff left and right. Um, Cube basically started, um, basically leaving Edon out of everything. <laughs> Um, they had Japanese, um, fan meets. He was not scheduled to appear at those. Um, they had a fan event that was an anniversary fan event. He was not to be present at those due to internal issues. Um, some people said that that was due to the scandal and for their safety. However, um, for the upcoming KCON in LA, um, Pentagon was scheduled to appear as eight. And Hui, I'm sorry if I'm saying his name wrong. Hui, Hui, I'm not sure how to say his name. And Edon were both not 
scheduled to appear as part of the group. So um, everything is basically a mess. Some fans are giving support to Idan and Hyuna. Some are saying that they're upset because they said that Idan lied and did not say anything to the fans like Hyuna did. There are fans that said that made a petition for Edan to be kicked out of the group. Pentagon um, Korean fans even actually made a message for international fans to explain why they were mad. Um, basically saying that they were, they explained that they were not mad because he's Danny Hanna. They said that they were angry because he didn't tell them about it, unlike Hanna. And that they are mad that Triple H was created so that they could spend more time together while in front of their fans. And that they believe that there are complicated parts in the K-pop industry that international fans will find hard to understand. It's not that we are falsely thinking that we have a chance to date them or something, or that they are possessions of ours. And that they claim that fans love them for their image and dating damages their said image. And they want to know if he received consent from other Pentagon members, members to date him now. Um, so again, this whole thing is a pretty much a mess. Um, yeah. they recently, uh, they, they appeared at KCON is eight. Um, Edon is pretty much been suspended from all appearances thus far as has the other guy. I can't say his name right from Triple H and there's even been a little bit of a Korean fan versus international fan thing going on as a result of this. What are our thoughts? Well, you know, as you know, I'm gathering my papers right now so that I can. <laughs> she is literally giving us a fresh receipt. Because yeah. I have so printer. many thoughts. <laughs> this my thoughts like i have thoughts to every single aspect of this first and foremost q the way they handled this was whack like i really you know what let me let me get into q being trash in a second um i want to start off by saying i proudly support edon and hannah and i started off ironically liking tentagon and ironically supporting Hannah and edom because i just thought it was funny that everybody were losing their minds about these two people dating and i was just like oh like this isn't a problem i don't really care they have box like i'm gonna just ironically support them now it's come to the point where i feel like okay the boy's gonna lose his career over this i'm not very familiar with edom I, I mean, my, the extent of my knowledge of Edan is his clearing his throat at the beginning of Shine and proceeding to uh, deliver one of the best bops of 2018 along with his team. 
however, I just don't have a problem with him. At least I don't know if he's been problematic, this or the other, you know, the real issues. I don't know if that's the case. I just know that this situation and my short time being an ironic fan of Pentagon have collided. And it has just brought to my attention several issues with fans. Number one, it's perfectly fine for people to date. Like we were talking about earlier, um, I, you don't own these people. They're human. They Being an idol is no different from any other job. Just because you have an image doesn't mean that you can't deviate from that. I, it's like we all play, think about it. You know, even when you go to work, we all somewhat have images. We all um, have images that we project to the world. We go into the office every Monday, if you go into an office or whatever you do, there's an image you project to the world and then you have your private life. That's perfectly fine and understandable. So when these K fans and, and anyone else who has a grievance about this wants to, they feel the need to write a master's thesis to other fans about you know, how they're just so unbothered by this. But you know, the least he could have done was told us. I just, I have a hard time believing that. I'm sorry, it, it's ridiculous. There's no other reason why you would be upset unless you truly thought you had a chance with him, which lets me know that you're delusional in the first place. So I don't even know why we have to have a conversation when you're deluded enough to think that you're going to get with Edon. That's clearly where this is coming from. You're not mad because he didn't tell you what he doesn't owe you anything. That's the problem with y'all. Y'all it's your entitled. Y'all think these boys owe y'all something. They don't owe you anything. They really don't. And it's just ridiculous that they feel the need to, you know, put make petitions to try to get him to, you know, to not promote with the group or to get him kicked out of the group because it's like this is not affecting you. The, and if it is affecting you, it's because you're deluded. And I don't use that word loosely. I'm serious. That's an issue that you need to work out on your own if you really are that deep into the fantasy. Because he's here to sell you a fantasy. He's selling you an image. He's selling you something that is not real. You said it yourself. It's an image, meaning it's fake. It's contrived. It's not for you to believe. I mean, I, I don't really understand the the outrage the fan outrage and i think it's ridiculous it's very clear where where their hearts are it's very clear that they're in love with him it's very clear that it's coming from an irrational place and they don't want to admit that because they know how that would make them look um and it's ridiculous that they feel the need to i, I really don't understand what the point was of writing an open letter to i fans like what do you want me to do with that like girl like the, i don't understand i don't know what you want me to do with that because I don't, I can't empathize with it. I think it's ridiculous. Um, secondly, Cube, oh my God, Cube. Honestly, Cube is, Cube is, how do you describe Cube? Cube does not deserve Pentagon. They don't deserve Kenna. They don't deserve B2B. They don't deserve, do they have G-Idol, G-Idol? They don't deserve any of these talented idols because what they're doing by encouraging these fans because what they're doing with keeping Edon out of things is encouraging these fans, telling these fans that they have power. What they're doing is they're setting the precedent that other fans can do this and get people to, you know, basically set it up so that people lose their career because they're doing something as natural and as human as falling in love with another person. And honestly, I hope Kana is pregnant. I hope we get to see a little half Edon baby in the ground. I'm excited for them. <laughs> I, have to, I hope I get an invite to the wedding because I will be there with my viewer supporting 100%. And Pentagon will always be 10 for me. So this whole idea, 
to me, I honestly feel Edom really stands out in Pentagon. I know we joke about him. I know he, we have our, our, our memes and we say all these things about him, but honestly, Pentagon without Edom is kind of like, it's just, it's not a thing for me. It doesn't, it, it doesn't make any sense in my head. I, I don't understand how that could even be successful. Um, but yeah, I fully support this relationship. I fully support Cube shutting down and all of their idols going to maybe, you know, SM, a con company that knows how to handle their dating scandals. Um, and I really don't support any of the fans in this. I hope the fans go seek help because that level of delusion, <laughs> oh, I haven't seen that since. I don't, maybe the 60s? Was the 60s? Alfred Hitchcock had a movie? Yeah, I haven't seen that movie. <laughs> they, they need to go figure that out within themselves if they are really irked to their to the pits of their souls that this man has the nerve to have a woman on his arms that clearly is loving him right. And the members are clearly upset with the way this is all being handled. And one of the members was like crying at KCON on stage. And I doubt he was crying because, oh no, Edon ruined our chances. No, he's probably crying because he's like, that's my bro. Like if the fans have this much power over him, what if I want to date? What kind, you know, what what is what kind of life did I sign myself up for to where these random 14, 15 year old girls can run my life like that? Honestly, like, I don't, I think this whole thing is ridiculous. Once again, more power to Edan and Hannah. I hope they create double H and go and be successful outside of Korea, outside. They don't need those uh, flaky stands anyway. We're going to leave just because you decided that you wanted to get yourself a woman. So um, that's my dissertation. It was really a uh, myth. It really, really wasn't organized, um, but that's that's really pretty much my thoughts that I can think of. <laughs> okay. um, I mean, like, I completely agree. Like, at the end of the day, they're people. They, you know, like other people. They maybe want to build futures with other people. They've been dating for two years, so it's like it's not like they just started dating. You know, like the reveal came out now, but they've already broken up and because they've been dating for three months kind of thing. You know, like the normal idol kind of reveals. It's not like that. They're clearly in a relationship and they're happy. Well, I mean, they look happy on stage. So, I mean, I assume that they're happy. And I think that this would have been another chance. Like we talked about Sunny before and how it's been a chance to, you know, see idols, you know, or former idols as adults and like as real people. But also seeing like Huna, who's, you know, She's, what, like, 20, late 20s? Like, 27, 28 kind of ages. And she's been in this game for a very long time. I don't... I don't see what, what like, Cube has to lose for her to be, like, I'm in a relationship, you know? Pentagon, it's a little bit different because he's not a solo artist and he's in a big group and they're still kind of Nugu. So it is going to be stricter for him. But... Once again, like, they came to KCON, which is for, you know, international fans. These are people who are supporting their relationship, from what I can see. It would have been a really great time to make a statement and have him there with his group and be surrounded by people who do support them and who, you know, like, are with them regardless of what they're doing. I, 
the whole dating scandal thing is like so bananas crazy to me because I never think that anybody that I like as a celebrity belongs to me you know I don't think that I own them so it's it's this is one part of k-pop that I never understood and I never really wanted to understand it because I just thought it was so toxic and unhealthy and it just it, it just leads to people being unhappy for a very long time so I mean you know was supposed to have a solo comeback right after the triple h stuff is that yeah. like gonna happen is that in up in the air now or i don't think anyone knows at this point they've just been changing all of the i mean all of the appearances that they've been having they've been changing them and as far as i as i've seen there has not been any official like, you know, any official statement or anything like that about it. Yeah, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. I was surprised to see that they had like canceled some of her solo stuff because mm-hmm. I felt like Hina's like she's a, an adult, she's a grown woman. Like her whole image is based on like her being, you know, like sexy, sexual, and an adult, and sort of like not an idol mm-hmm. so also she's like she's essentially the g-dragon of cube right i mean she yeah. brings in most of their money of their money right i mean she's essentially a, an executive i mean yeah pretty much she's like mentoring these groups you know like clc and i it's very strange to me and i, I mean i'm not a huna fan like i've never really been into her solos like I like some of her songs but I've never really been into her personality or like as a a, I've just never been into it um but looking at this whole thing is just it's a mess like and they had like two other dating scandals at the same time and now like there was like a rumor that came out that someone from BTOB was dating somebody and how like the Beast slash Highlight members all got special favors in, in UD and it's like so I don't know what's real... going on. At... Sorry? No, I was just saying, that's a real scandal. The whole yeah. highlight thing. Yeah, right? And but, like, all this stuff is... When people are, like, literally just lying their way through college. Like, <laughs> what? All idols do that. I know. All of them. That's so... That, it's just weird to me how, like, people blow up the dating scandal, but not, like, the actual issues. Like, that's just so weird to me. I'm gonna, you know what? And from henceforth, I'm not even gonna say dating scandal. I'm because it's not a scandal. It's, it's not. Just, I'm just gonna say dating situation or dating period because yeah. it's not. A scandal and people shouldn't perpetuate that idea. We live in 2018. This isn't the days where you know you can. I mean, honestly, it, there was never a time where you could do this to people, to real human beings. But at the same time, it's like in the earlier days when I guess K-pop was more Korean, like more closed off, more isolated, um, I, I can see how that mindset would uh, proliferate. But these days, there are people all across the world who are into K-pop. And in most cultures, there's not this sense of ownership over our celebrities. Like, I don't feel like, I'm happy that Beyonce is married to Jay-Z and it keeps popping out. Okay, no, I'm not. 
I'm not. I'm not at all. <laughs> well, <laughs> try. You know what I mean? You're not. But you're not. It doesn't inspire jealousy. Right. No. I feel like our own. You don't feel like you need to intervene in the relationship. Right. And I'm not gonna like. It's if she wants. To, if Beyonce wants to stay with Jay Z, even though he's cheating on her, that's her prerogative. And I'm not. She's a grown woman. I'm not gonna say anything else about it. Um, I don't does it, I don't have to respect him or whatever, but that's besides the point. My point is, I don't feel like I own these people and and all that, and and I support their decisions if they are you know not harming anybody, right? So exactly. It's weird because it's like in the idol world, they there's so many actual scandals like drunk driving and like oh. filling up people's legs and like all this weird stuff and. You know, they there's scandals for like what, maybe a couple of weeks while it's juicy and you know like, all K-pop and like, netizen buzz. You know the the trashier sites can kind of like sink their teeth into it and like make a thing of it. Mm-hmm. And then, like this is not, this is not hurting anybody. This really has nothing to do with anybody. Like if Edon and Huna are together or if they're not together. How does it affect their music? How does it affect, you know, what they're doing on stage? How does it affect anything? Right. You know, like, it's just so stupid. Like, and I, yeah? There's a, I was going to say, if anything, what what we can expect from this, if it continues to to be a thing, is hopefully we uh, can get some music videos where little Baby, uh, Asad, Hina, Edan, Pentagon the first is producing tracks and records like Aside Khaled. And maybe we can get some, you know, they, they're baby <laughs> Ivy, you know, making money. And we get to watch this child proliferate and grow like the little flower that I know this angel will be. I'm supporting <laughs> I'm 100. I love when people and fans get up. Oh, I love when fans get upset. That's just over enough. <laughs> yes. So I'm anything to just fuel that. I'm just here for it. I, it's so strange. Like they should, like if they were smart, they should have just continued those promotions because now they're going to have even more views and even yep. more people talking and they would be trending more if they were still performing yep. together. Like I would have been like, oh, they're dating and they're in this group. And clearly like this group was created out of maybe the relationship and and Huey or whatever his name was was just like, oh, I guess I can be in it, and you know, I'll, I'll be your third wheel. You know, like I, right. I feel like they could have made something out of that that would have maybe made them some more money, mm-hmm. but also like allowed them to continue as you know Pentagon and not Octagon or whatever the hell they're going by now. <laughs> and you know, Huna, it's not affecting her solo stuff. Though I did hear she's gonna be on that um, secret Nuna or secret Ani show. Yeah. Yeah. So I did hear she's gonna be on that. So I mean, maybe she she is kind of just being quiet now. Maybe out of solidarity with her men, because mm-hmm. uh, he's you know like suspended or whatever. <laughs> so. And and you know what? Like now that you mention it, that's something that I feel like K-pop can definitely learn from. Uh, Western pop or like just Western pop culture as a whole is like whenever there's something like this where it's where it's like um, big news but it's not like necessarily a bad thing at least in the American perspective a lot of times it gets twisted into money like what yeah. 
American celebrities do well is they turn their their scandals into money. Like Kim Kardashian, that's literally what the Kardashians are built on: turning scandals into money and stealing from black women. That's true. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just fill up my teacup. <laughs> <laughs> fill it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I I don't know where to begin with all this. Um Cuba's a mess. I will say that. They always are into some kind of I mean, I thought all that stuff with Beast Highlight was like <laughs> like what else? And I got it. Um them dating, I mean, okay. Uh it's kind of a trip that she was with him even before the group formed and yeah, like that's, hilarious. that's kind of so I guess she has Huna has way more clot than I guess I ever imagined because <laughs> I guess she had a say in like look you better put this guy in in the group but she mm-hmm. wasn't for that that was her boyfriend and two when she did roll deep uh one of the b2b members was he did like he was in the video but not the live stages and it was Edon. And I'm pretty sure they were dating by that point. So, I mean, I kind of thought, like, oh, she's helping the guy that hasn't debuted yet, you know, get some exposure and whatnot. But that's also her boyfriend. <laughs> so, I mean, that's kind of... <laughs> and, like, that... What was that? I saw that that one song that she did last year, The Bay. That, Baby? That was about... Yeah, like, that's about an, an older woman dating a younger guy. And mm-hmm. he is older than Edon. So... <laughs> so I guess the clues were there, but <laughs> nobody put them together because they weren't saying like we're dating each other. Um, I mean, honestly, I, I was shocked because you remember I mean, like a couple weeks ago we were talking about how Edon looked a little bit spooked when she was pushing right? her. Yeah, was, he was, I think he was like, "I'm a virgin too." I'm a virgin. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I guess he was like, "That's a big lie," you know. She's right. Like, you always lie. Yeah. <laughs> But <laughs> totally explains her expression in that because she looked like she was confused, bewildered, right? just like kind of pissed. Like also, and like he was quick to like correct himself. He's like, "Oh, I mean, I've never been with someone before," and she just looked like, "Okay, I'm done. Why am I here doing this interview with these people? Like, get my bag, get my shit, let's go." <laughs> so I guess so. I mean that. In that kind of aspect, it is kind of like, LOL, they had us, you know, you yeah. know, they were they had an inside joke in front of all of us. But I mean, like, it's just like I mean, them dating, I was just like, okay, they're humans too, and they want to date. I do find it kind of ironic in K pop is that like for the most part, most of the songs are love songs, but the idols don't ever actually get to experience that or they have to mm-hmm. go to these extreme lengths to like date because they date in secret and that's another thing too that trips me out is that like people are like how can you date somebody in secret i mean there are ways condo with zico uh-huh. and soyan was that her name that that yeah i feel bad for her about that because i mean she, she was the one that got the brunt of that. Yeah. I mean, he got away scot-free, and then it was oh, all yeah. on her. I mean, I feel bad about that. But I mean, I mean, I don't 
like, okay, you know, that was her boyfriend, and you know, he was calling, and she literally ran to his door. Those memes <laughs> were killing me. So, I, but I just, I mean, they're just, they just want a date, and I mean, I, I guess more so. Hmm? said, "I'm not gonna be running to my man. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put him in front of the world." Yep. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, we had nothing. I respect right. that. That's that's. I don't, and I don't even like mess with Hannah. I don't really. I mess with one Pentagon song, even though it's probably like my favorite song right now. Um, mm-hmm. I just think the whole situation is hilarious, and it's providing a constant stream of laughs and part of the main reason why I want to continue to support Pentagon is so that I can get more entertainment from this like this is hilarious to me um, but that's kind of petty. right so do you guys think that with Ejon being left out of all of these all of the recent um Pentagon's activities, do you guys think that he's going to be eventually kicked out of, of Pentagon, or do you think this is just a temporary thing? Honestly. I think so. Yeah. yeah. So. It's just the way that Cube is acting and, like, knowing their track record. Yeah. I mean, how dirty they did Beast, and Beast was, like, their main moneymaker, and they were literally, you know, fighting to, like, keep them, or, like, cancel them out with their dying breath and it didn't work i guess they're trying to do what they can to prevent that i'm kind of i i really don't know how the members feel because they went to kcon and then like from what from what i saw through twitter uh was that like none of the other members like even acknowledged like edon at least i don't know about the other guy as they said anything about him I don't know if like the members are as a group willingly choosing that themselves or if like Cube is telling them like if you don't like cancel him out then we're gonna come after you. Like I don't know. Um and I mean I kind of hate that that's kind of the narrative that's going because this was an opportunity to like normalize dating mm-hmm. <laughs> in K pop and like the idols dating. I'm not surprised that it's you know, they're from the same company because, like, who else are idols around most of the time besides the managers? It's other mm-hmm. idols normally within their company. I mean, the way that they handled, that like, he was handling it, is really bad. I mean, it's not like right. SM because I mean, people can say whatever about uh, Tay and Bake dating or Kai or Crystal. <laughs> they can say whatever they want to and, like, all the theories and whatever about that. But, you know, SM was basically, yeah, they're dating. That's it. Yep. They didn't say anything else. Right. Mind your business. This yeah, is what... they were still working. There was, both of them were still working. You know, there were some pictures of them together. Now, whether that was, you know, set up or not, I don't know. But, you know, they just said, yes, they're dating. And they still went to work. There wasn't uh, this, we're going to cancel your events. We're going to hide one of you. We're going to do this and that. So I don't know. And that I don't know. And not have like... a negative effect on Exo's coin. Because no. both of those scandals, I said I wasn't going to say scandals, both of those lovely, actually, I don't like Taeyeon or Baekhyun, so yeah, it's kind of a scandal. <laughs> I, mean, well, I like that. I like that they got the fans riled up and that they were like, how dare they date, you know? I mean, I was like, they're people. They like each other. Right. I mean, I don't know. Like, <laughs> so, I, I, I like, clearly, 
Cube, I think Cube might, I think this Cube's thought process is like, it's going to affect our bottom line. But that clearly did not happen with um, when EXO had two dating scandals at the same time because EXO was still SM's number. SM was the nation's boy band at that time and was still the number one group in Korea when that happened. So I think it goes to show you that I think I just think Cube is mismanaging this and that all of their idols need to go to SM. Particularly, <laughs> right, and the and the thing too, I will say is that like when this first all came out, it was like, what else is going on? Because this might be conspiracy theory, whatever. But normally, when there's something like this, like K-pop related, there's normally something else, I guess, quote unquote, more serious going on. Like, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. there's something K-pop going on that's blowing up, that's number one on the trend. So, what what's really going on? Let's let me look at these you know, government articles, something about the environment. You know, what's really yeah. going on? You know, because Suddenly I think, you find out. Yeah, because I think, too, is that the reason why, like, everybody's talking about K-pop right now and not whatever the issue is, is because, like, there are a lot of K-pop fans, and they're really, K-pop is really marketed towards, like, tweens. Yeah. <laughs> or kids. Um, and for me, it's, like, a nostalgia of, like, what I used to know music that's like still there that i'm not seeing so much in the west but i am mm-hmm. seeing it in k-pop so yeah so that's like why but i mean i'm not like all into it I like stan twitter um even though right. i know some of the lingo but <laughs> but i'm like what else is going on and yeah when i find out i'm like this is what people should really be talking about but i did mm-hmm. see like with this issue from what i saw was that there's <laughs> now don't quote me on this. This is just what, what? I saw. Is that on Juje Island? Oh, the Juju Island of murder. Yes, that there has been a series of murders. Yeah, some people are saying that the police really aren't doing anything. Some people are saying that they just don't care. Some people are saying like they really don't know how to go about this, that uh, they don't want to affect their tourism to the island. Mm-hmm. But that's really what's going on. That some netizens did try to get that to trend so other people would see but they said like on the real-time charts like it would show up and then it would immediately like disappear and that it was nothing about like then all that was showing was like all this k-pop stuff so like huna edon dating right. da, 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 oh, no. all this k-pop related stuff nothing about like this, this murderer on the island the police aren't really catching up and you're well, like what wow but i don't know <laughs> I actually have a thought about this. Oh, I remember my uh, EXO conspiracy theory from earlier. Uh, anyway, I have a thought about this. I don't necessarily think that in that K-pop is used to cover Korean government scandals. I do think that that's something that does happen where there's probably a scandal that's bigger that may not necessarily be linked like to something necessarily more important. Like, for example, um, this is just an example, okay? Mm-hmm. In the West, back when all like the Bill Cosby stuff was going on, mm-hmm. um, it's really interesting to me because at the same time, that's when like all of these like white directors and sorry, I just have to be real. All I mean, the white on, like movie real. directors and stuff were being exposed. Like, and I just found it interesting that like the media focused much more on bill cosby than literally like every other white actor and director and news host was being exposed for being 
for sexually assaulting somebody. I just thought that was really interesting, like the way the media portrayed that the focus was only on one case. And this has not been the first time that that's happened. And, and it's not even like the best example of it. It happened in the past before multiple times where you have people who have more money and are more powerful who do worse right. things and or not even just worse things, but they do the same thing as someone else. But one person is like the sacrificial lamb. The scapegoat, the one that yeah. everybody can place their bias on already. I always have a bias against them. They have a big bias against them. They're under these kind of conflicting expectations. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's easy. I mean, they're they're easy target. And that's what people are going to go for. They're like, instead of going after the target that is probably more deserving, that mm-hmm. it's really going to have people really examine not only the issue, but their really thought process in it is like, where do I stand on this issue? Okay, I say it's okay for, you know, so-and-so Mr. White director to get away with it. Oh, but Bill Cosby? Oh, no, we need to lock him up. Why right. is that? Why is it okay for, you know, Mr. So-and-so? I feel like, okay, he can do that, you know. It was what they were wearing. But for Bill Cosby, oh, no, he knew better, da 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 People don't want to do that because that's hard. That's really hard to look at yourself and really be honest about where your bias lies. It's easy for you to, you know, like, oh, (laughs) this person fits whatever stereotype I have. So I can just Mm -hmm. throw all my anger on them and call it a day. I don't have to really examine examine myself or, you know, where my ignorant bias comes into all this. I don't want to do that. They just want to take the easy way out and go about their life. That's what's happening. I mean, I'm glad that yeah. you pointed that parallel out because everything that yeah. happens in K-pop and whatever, it happens, you know, everywhere else in the world. Right, it's right. For us to look at it because we're not in it. <laughs> right. Well, you know what? It's actually the I'm I'm thinking back to when you brought up the Jeju Island thing. It's actually really interesting because there is clearly some sort of attempt to like pretend nothing is wrong in Korea because there's been multiple occasions where I've tried to find more information about it, but it's like people don't want to admit that this is an issue in Korea. It's kind of like the people putting the cameras in the women's like stalls. In oh Korea. my God. That yeah. is so disgusting. Oh yeah. Like, I feel like I Korea wants to do this whole like uh, PR campaign. It's like propaganda yep. is what it really is. And, and they, and it's funny cause they do use idols for propaganda. For example, um, NCT has a series right now where the foreigners from NCT are basically talking about how great Seoul is. Literally every episode is like, let's do something cool in Seoul and talk about how great Seoul is and why you should come visit. And it's actually <laughs> <Korean> tourism <laughs> YouTube channel. So yeah. you know, they do use idols to like promote the better interests of the country. And yeah. and they do try to cover up the real issues like this serial killer and these perverts and the pedophilia that is widespread and rampant, particularly in Korea and Japan. People don't mm-hmm. want to talk about it real um, and the ep- epidemic that they're having. And then also um, there the issues that they're having with, you know, not wanting to accept uh, the refugees and all that. Like Korea has some when you look into it. Oh, God. Mm. <laughs> go off. They need to learn. I they need so to learn and realize that. The, That's the, what they need to do. They right, need to learn like, and realize that Korea it's is really interesting to me because they always not when I say they, I'm not talking about every single Korean person or every single Asian person, for example. I just mean like generally speaking, netizens from different countries 
tend to paint America like it's just, oh, America is just the worst country. We're just, you know, we're so much socially and culturally, we're better. And there's this, that, and the other. But I don't know. Japan is still denying the fact that they participated in the genocide of over 250,000 people in Nanking, and that was over 50 years ago. So uh, <laughs> Japan is still pretending like they didn't have Korean comfort women right before the Korean War when they were occupying Korea. Like I said, this was in the 1900s. This wasn't, you know, centuries and millennia ago. This was literally like when our grandparents were kids. Like it was. These women are still alive. Yeah, and, right. and Japan has not even apologized. They're not even, they're pretending like it didn't even happen. So, and, and Korea yeah. has done things in China. And for example, Mao Zedong and the 45 million Chinese people that he starved to death during the famine, during the Great Leap Forward. He just loved to pretend like these things didn't happen. And, and I was like watching and reading a lot on how Japan completely rebranded itself and made it seem like to basically use soft power, like, uh, that's where like the Hello Kitty and all that comes from, like the Kawaii culture and like Korean, you have Eggyo culture and all that. It comes from this like not wanting to be seen as a threat because of all the stuff they did during the 1900s. It's crazy when you get into it and it really yeah. is how those countries see themselves today and how they do these PR campaigns like we're so great. Look, all of our singers. Look at, you know, we have Hallyu, we have, you know, um, J-pop, we have all these things. We're so great. America and the West is just so, you know, outdated. Their president is horrible. And it's like, we know that we have problems, but I feel like a lot of times in East Asian countries, particularly in the Far East, they don't want to acknowledge the issues within their own countries. And that's where you get idols thinking racism is okay, but dating is a problem. And that's, yep. that's Ooh. Ooh. girl, your teeth. You know that kind of room. <laughs> I'm like, I'm on I'm flames now. I, just, <laughs> I think it kind of like ties into like model minorities, especially over here, like in the US and Canada and all these countries where, you know, like they have their own issues, but you know, they're better than the blacks. So yeah. like they take that and like now that they're on a bigger international level, because, you know, like, you know, K-pop itself is getting bigger. It's, it's you know, dominating charts in places it never used to. So mm-hmm. it is, its reach is a lot larger. And so they're bringing that sort of model minority men- mentality or mindset. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, instead of it just being localized to the States or Canada or, you know, the Caribbean or whatever, now it's like this global thing where, you know, we're, polite and everything's age-based so you respect your elders and mm-hmm. you know we were the socially conservative great country but you know our men are putting cameras in bathrooms and you know like causing girls to commit suicide because of their we're raping them but you know we don't talk about that stuff and right. because we don't talk about that stuff it doesn't exist exactly. and mm-hmm. it's just like <laughs> I'm going like off. It's funny because like they say they like to talk about the states and they like have a lot to say. Not all Koreans or not all Asians, obviously. Disclaimer, because you know if you don't put that there, that's the first thing people will say. Right. Um, <laughs> but like the, for all their talk about the states, breaking in the U.S. like is a huge deal. It's a yep. big thing, and it mm-hmm. brought like BTS. You know, like obviously they're selling a lot of records, blah blah blah. But them winning, you know, Billboard awards is pretty much what gave them the key to Korea. You know, like, they came yes. back and they're so respected. And it's I just like... 
takes on this. Continue. I'm hearing it. Okay. <laughs> but it's like this validation, this like white imperialistic validation. Cause like they have a lot of talk about the US, but if the US wanted to wanted to take over Korea tomorrow, they could because they already have the military base there. So I mean, at this point, you know, they can talk all the shit that they want about the states and about, you know, Western world. But obviously like it's we still have crap that we're dealing with here i mean we're not perfect i'm not saying that one is better than the other i'm just saying it's hypocritical for them to say the things that they say it's like the fact that you know k-pop was built you know on sort of like black um groups in in the 60s and whatever and like and the black sound Oh, I mean, it was. <laughs> it was. I, I mean, just found an article the yeah. other day that was talking about how R&B producers and um, uh, writers and producers and stuff are finding a new lease on yeah. creativity through K-pop groups mm-hmm. because R&B in the United States is not it's not popular anymore so now we have you know in in (laughs) k-pop we have r&b that's becoming popular through groups like you know red velvet um, like red velvet and like like Uh stereotypes and they're getting work through them and and how you know they're not getting work through american groups so they're getting work through k-pop groups now and but it's it's amazing it's 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 <laughs> I, <don't, laughs> like, well, I mean i don't have anything to say about it because it's i really, that's okay. i would I honestly do. i you know what i would say like as controversial as it is i always believe that the melding or i thought i think that hip-hop overtook r&b and i think it led mm-hmm. to its demise and hip hop, like it's not hip hop anymore. It's rap music, and really, it's just beats and people talking all crazy. But like, <laughs> I, I personally believe that you know, I love R and B. I still listen to R and B. I listen to R and B now. I listen to old R and B. Like it is what it is. But it's not mainstream anymore because mm-hmm. I, of hip hop. That's personally of like not hip hop. Sorry, because of rap music, and that's personally my opinion on it. Mm-hmm. And I do think that you know, it's it's a big discussion because there's so many talking points and whatever but when people when people i think i saw an interview with the people who did who wrote um bad boy and how like the music that they were making they're they're making now is music they listened to on the radio when they were kids and you know they were just sad that they couldn't make it in the states Mm -hmm. anymore because there's no market for it so they have to do it in korea and probably now they're going to be doing it in like japan and other countries as well too trying to like Mm -hmm. opening up that market and it is sad but you know what? If R if R and B has to live through something else right now, maybe it's on a hiatus here. That's I'm not mad. I, I, I'm I not mad at it. Hiatus. Yeah, I, you know I'm what? not mad. Back to your hot take on BTS. I'm sorry, yeah. but you 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 opened that up for me because <laughs> this this okay, okay this is the true tea about BTS. I'm about to spit straight flames. Okay, no, not really. This is probably stuff you've already heard before. But. <laughs> <laughs> But this is this is what I think about the whole BTS getting so popular in America. I something tells me BTS does not care to be popular in America. 
something tells me that like they don't mind the perks of it and meeting all these celebrities and all that but i really think they might feel like they are it's like almost like a self-defeatist kind of attitude you know what i mean and and here here's my train of thought i think what is ha- what has happened with bts is that korea did not appreciate them they did not, they were not here for them. Korea, like I said, EXO was created the nation's boys band after Big Bang. Um, and Korea, and then BTS went over to America. They did a lot of cringy stuff like AHL. Um, and then they got really big and they got that, that acceptance from the American uh, 10 to 14 year old Caucasian demographic. And they brought that back to Korea, and Korea was impressed. <laughs> Korea was like, wow. You know, they, they weren't impressed because necessarily BTS was like their top, you know, group musically, because as we can see, one-on-one is what the type of music that Korea wants to hear. Power Up is the type of music that Korea wants to hear. Korea doesn't want to hear, uh, I, what's a fire BTS song? Dope. Korea don't want to hear, <laughs> you said dope? <laughs> yes. Dope was Korea, that jam. Korea really, I don't think Korea really, I mean, they they appreciate BTS to an extent, like they're hardcore day ones. But in terms of Korea general public, I've talked to a lot of Korean people and not saying that my anecdotal evidence means a lot, but just from seeing, you know, the trends and the statistics and the sales and all that, it just seems to me that BTS is big in Korea because they're big in America. And as soon as that light flickers out, Mm -hmm. it's going to be all about korea's main core groups which is really big bang and you know um i exo to me i feel like exo got has longevity in korea so exo i think is one of korea's main groups one one i really don't understand that phenomenon i don't <laughs> like their music so it's not good it's not good but but, I, they, but, but they like them for whatever reason right yeah so but I just I truly feel like I agree with a lot of people who have that same uh, who I've seen people have this opinion that like BTS really their success in their overall success, which is largely due to Korea, because that's just kind of how album sales work. Like Korean people buy more physical albums. Um, yep. Their their album sales success in Korea is because Korea thinks that America is obsessed with them. When in reality, there's like a really small demographic. Honestly, it's not. I'm not saying it's not significant. It is. I think it's also because they have such a huge, like their their group of fans are so dedicated and so dedicated to proving that bts is number one like like so much of their success has been given because of their fans yeah so i think that's part of it like their fans have have provided so much of their success yeah the original 50 they're yeah that's true go on Haters are out there. The original Like honestly, as much as AHL was so cringy, like watching them go on the street in America, like say a concert is free. (laughs) 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 It is at the same time. Like it just, it just. I think people empathize with that a lot. Like their fans tend to empathize with it a lot. Like 
the fact that they were doing things like that, something that I feel like no other group hip hop like actually get out there on the ground and like promote themselves in that way. And I think they're saying right. like do that and they go, Oh my god, my babies have been through so much. I need to nurture them and I need to hold them and and coddle them basically. So yeah, I definitely agree that it's like a large group of their very dedicated fan base. Um, and when it comes to the general public, it's definitely due to their acceptance, their perceived acceptance in countries that are not free. Right. And BTS is an underdog story. Everybody loves it. You know, yeah, of course. Like the group, you know, little engine that could, that against all odds, you know, oh, quote unquote, you know, snatched everybody's wig. <laughs> you know, they did it on their own terms, you know, their own way. They went against the system. And people like to see that because we can all, I, I mean, we all can't maybe identify with the, you know, already popular, rich, successful person, but we all can, on some level, I feel like, empathize with, you know, the person that they tried their hardest and they didn't win because, like, we can all think of a time where we did that ourselves. So when we see that in others and we see them, you, you know, succeed, against all odds that makes us like root for them a little bit more or still like have that hope i mean here in the west i mean there are some people that I'm, that at a time i was like you know i know you messed up really big Lindsay mm-hmm. Lohan, um, but you know i still want you to win you still have it in you i mean nowadays uh, <laughs> that train is long and you know that train is long gone for me but i mean at the time i was <laughs> like you know there's still some fight in you you still have it you show that you can like really really be a you know a threat in the industry that you know you can make some people sweat you know you just got to get your mind right you know you got to you know go away for a little bit come back stronger so when people see that in like the entertainers that you know we can identify with on that level then I guess we will go a little bit harder you know to support them in whatever way that we can um (laughs) but then I mean but then I think about this thing, you know, either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great quote, Ooh, great quote. You know, yep. You know, <laughs> maybe not necessarily the villain in this uh, situation, anti hero. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Oh, no, but, it's okay. What were you going to say? No, I was just, just basically make a comment on love yourself answer concept photo in regards to this conversation. I think that when we talk about the little engine that could, when I see those photos, I see the little engine that stopped, that just don't have nowhere else to go. (laughs) (laughs) You mean it's stuck on the track? There's no more track for it? Okay, I got you. BTS is just not trying with them pictures. I'm sorry. Um, the love yourself concept, I'm glad that it's over. Um, but them, them concept photos, what were they thinking? And then they're talking about this next, uh, album is going to be so political. And I'm like, oh, you're going to talk about how hard it is to be an idol, how, how moving, and how original. We haven't heard you talk about it before. It's just like, I'm not impressed. Um, in the pictures, if you look at the concept photos, that's really what it's showing, like the eyeballs and the hands grabbing out and the cameras. It's like, you know, I hate being an idol and I hate being like famous. And it's just like, that's not political, BTS. 
I don't know if y'all know what that word means, but it's crazy because, like, I feel like one of the there are a handful of K-pop artists who have actually spoken out about real issues. Mm-hmm. Like Susie, she signed that petition right about that girl who was like molested by um in that um photography studio or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean that whole thing, and like she got pushback. Or like mm-hmm. Dongwon from um, Shinwa, he he has every year he donates money to comfort women and he wears the pin in solidarity with comfort women. Like these are people who, you know, like are actually out here talking about things that are controversial, things that actually have repercussions, but they're speaking out about it or they're, you know, putting their names on it because they believe in it. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that like, obviously like, you know, teenage angst is a big thing. And I mean, it's such a formative year. Like it's good when you have, people that teens look up to speaking on teen angst and you know suicide and you know body issues and blah 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 but until they can come out and talk about like guys putting cameras in girls bathrooms and like you know like the whole like stalker crazy fan issues and things like that like what what is this really it's just love songs it's just more love songs know what that would be it would be different if their take on on you know idol life was that was like okay we want our fans to control themselves and we want our fans yeah like you know not be racist or not like you know but they're not doing that instead what it is is like uh you know this pack is following me like and it's like that's valid right but i think where i'm coming from is like I feel like they they were promising something we haven't heard before and something that will make people go, what? They're really going to say this? They're really talking about this? And honestly, that's not a shock to me. I just know all the time that same story about celebrities who don't want to be famous. It's an age-old story. Um, what would be different is if you actually head on address like what people are doing wrong within your own fan base. Like, armies have, are very problematic. Like most fan bases, but with armies is magnified because there's so many of them. And just like, you know, um, and, and then like the fact that people see the anti-blackness within their fan base and, and like, for example, how the Luna fans were like, well, they already say anti-black things already. Why don't we just like cosplay as armies and, you know, do even more hate? Like, you know what I mean? It's like they mm-hmm. got because they already see armies doing it. And they know that it makes people turn away from BTS. It's like, like I don't know. I, I just I think that it would be different if, if if they were addressing. And like the album hasn't come out yet, of course, but it does sound like it's going to go in the same direction as the other Love Yourself albums, which is um, the intro will be introspective, <laughs> and then the rest of the track will be love songs. <laughs> well. I, you know, with fake love, like, I know fake love did well on the charts and stuff like that, but I was actually surprised when I'd seen that it's, it has, like, under 300 million views, right, on, on YouTube. Blackpink is, like, nearing them with, like, half the time. So I don't know if, like, and I was looking at the sales, too, for, like, I was thinking about single of the year and things like that and who would be the front runner, and it doesn't even look like BTS is like fake love did great obviously for them but it didn't have the impact like bam did it didn't have the impact like you know love scenario it i i mean is it 
I, I don't know. I'm not saying that they're waning in Korea, but I don't think that the Korean market is like, I feel like they, like, as you said, they have one one making music that they want to hear, you know? So, like, honestly, I would not be shocked if one one won, like, real awards, honestly, just because they have constantly been on top of every part, on every list, every time they release something, it's like, they're they're just the kings of K-pop in Korea. Um, And that's just insane to me. Like, that's crazy to me to think about that. Because one and one are doing almost BTS numbers without any international presence. Yeah, that's like, the thing. Like one million physical without any international. Like if you think about it, compared to BTS, it has like millions of fans internationally. One and one can barely sell out uh, your local neighborhood Seven <laughs> Eleven. <laughs> that's the same place where they filmed the energetic video <laughs> <laughs> no it's it's totally true like you know it's really strange this whole new like third generation and like how it's moving and how it's going and i'm not like saying you know i am obviously a second gen fan so <laughs> For me, yeah, my, no, group, so am I. my groups and, are mainly in the second gen, and like yeah. the third gen are still kind of foreign to me. Like we watch Nugu groups and whatever, but like, uh, I'm taking what I what I I like from it, and then I just go back to second gen groups. Yeah. Um, but the shift with now like more international fans and like international fans who have power, um, because like in BTS's case, the sales in on the billboard chart, right? They're more reflective of the sales in the US, no? Is that like Yeah. That's how it works, much. right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I mean they're like I feel like maybe their Korean fan base will like people will still hold them in high regard because of the US acceptance. But I feel like that might start to dwindle the farther they are away from Korea. The more that Wanna One and Icon and all these other Strictly, you know, or more, they they promote more in Korea groups, yeah, um, like you know, like as I mentioned, and Stray Kids and Got Seven and all these people. Um, I feel like their fan base in Korea will start to shrink, and then people in the U.S. What happens with boy bands is people grow up. Yeah, people right. are not willing to be like, like it's not something that you stick with because you're dedicated and you built this family and like whatever. It's like you get to a certain age and you kind of stop listening to pop music or that type of pop music and you move on and to other things. But I think the thing with, with the, with big hit specifically that they will never do mm-hmm. that will make them <laughs> miles above JYP as far as, um, as far as what, how they handle their, their groups and everything, they will never decide to go ahead and just move BTS to the Western market and say, hey, we're just going to start promoting them there now. They're, <laughs> never, they're never going to do that. I, you know, they've always treated the Western success as an afterthought and is, oh, okay, you know, the West people in America like us and this is an extra thing that 
is really good, but we're going to still, you know, focus on Korea and the Korean market as well, which I think is smart because that is where that's their base. That's their home base. Um, And that's where they know that they can, they can, they can be, they know that they can depend on them for sales and to, right. And, and to depend on them for their, their fan base and everything. Um, In America. So, yeah. Just like in America, our market, it's multifaceted, right? It's for, for one, like you said, teenagers are fickle in America, but there's also this, um, this, uh, it really, to me, it has a lot to do with the quality of music you're listening to because New Edition still has fans. Like, diehard 40-year-old, like, 50-year-old fans. Like, <laughs> in the 90s, who were making, who were boy bands, but they were making baby-making music. <laughs> they were making age-appropriate, nine times out of ten. I mean, sometimes you had the two young ones making two grown stuff. But they were making, like, music that was timeless. And I think that 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 is why you see those types of groups still touring, even though Bobby Brown hasn't been able to bust the move in 35 years. Right. And he's gross. That I think that it's just I think that when we talk about like the the concept of a boy band or a girl group um, succeeding in America, it has a lot to do with not just you know when you come out, but like what kind of music you make because if it's Straight up pop music, people are going to get over it because pop music is fickle. That's why it's called pop music. It's what's popular in the moment. But if you have some stuff that's like true to a specific genre, to a specific, you know what I mean? Like if it's, it's hard to explain what I'm saying, but like you can see it a lot with a lot of like 80s and 90s groups that are still together and still touring and still doing well in America. Like not, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's pop. Yeah. Yeah, but part of it for me, uh, okay, well, two things. The first thing is that, like, the whole thing about, like, focusing on Korea, Beast. Beast is a great example because I feel like they had the opportunity to go international, but they never did. They always kept, stay close to Korea, really. I mean, they kind of tried in Japan, I will say, for a little bit. But in, like, Korea, they're almost almost on the same level as Big Bang, almost. I will say that because they're almost like a 10-year-old group now. They still sell out stadiums, like their last concert that they had. Like, <laughs> the fan chants, they'd be shook. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. they were loud. They were loud for them. Like, I was like, they got fans like that? I mean, it was it blew my mind that the fans were that dedicated to them. And I mean, it makes sense because that's their homeland. Like they can tour around the world and all that kind of stuff. But, um, and I mean, unless they make like this really concentrated effort to focus on Japan, where else would they be big in? Where else are they going to like have that money, that respect, you know, they do have, they have, they show that they have a whole lot of clout to make their own company and still be able to promote and things like that. They did. They shaded Q because they did sing uh, "Good Luck" at one of their concerts as highlight. Um, <laughs> so 
I mean, they have that. That's like a whole lot of clout for them to do that, and that's like a rarity that you see in K-pop because the only other band to break away from their label and still promote and not be blocked is Shinwa, even though Shinwa had their issues. So for BTS, that makes sense that because eventually, like you all are saying, like the fans in America are gonna are gonna either grow out of them or move on to somebody else. And the thing is too about so the second thing is about like all these 90s groups coming back it's nostalgia really yep i mean yeah i think it's part of it but i mean like there are a lot of groups that have toured non-shop or just acts in general not just groups like for example diana ross has never pretty much but but that's the thing is that when you when you start becoming like a, a chart artist and like always focusing on like trying to have a number one album and then when you make the shift you're just retire or whatever or you become a touring act so your focus isn't like on albums per se it's about performing because you know you can make money on tours you know in whatever venues you can get um and nostalgia right and i mean too because mm-hmm. i mean when like all these groups were coming back from the 90s i was like really like okay i guess i mean some of them I totally passed on or some of them like I gave them a shot and I was like, I'm not really feeling this. But then there are some like other fans that are hardcore, like, oh, like I like they're I don't know if they're trying to recapture their youth or like, you know, what they're what the music that's out now is like not something that they're into. So they're gonna go with something that they know. <laughs> and I mean that's just how it is. I mean, you know, here in America there's a certain point where your career can only go certain ways whether you reach a level where you're always going to be like at this top level and no matter what you do there's going to be enough people to support you or you know your time's gonna in the spotlight's gonna fade and then either you kind of not do it anymore or you focus on touring because you can always make some money somewhere being on stage right Um, that's kind of the way i'm looking at it when i'm saying like you know it is possible for any group to have continued success in America. I'm just looking at it more so from any way possible, you know, albums or, or not. Um, and, you know, you're, any artist makes more money touring than selling albums anyway, because most of the money when you sell albums gets picked up in the record company, they get mm-hmm. producers and the writers and all that. And I know in Korea they don't pay royalties. I know, like, most, I think it's like you get a one time piece of writing a song, which is true. Right. That's kind of up, but I, I, I think what I'm saying is like, if, if BTS, if, obviously I don't think this is the case with BTS, but if, it, if BTS was one of those groups that had a certain style of music, um, or you know had music that was more than just like you know 20 years later we're gonna look at it from nostalgic purposes or whatever, because there are groups that are able to do that. Like for example, I know the Jackson Five isn't a boy band, but there are groups who are able to do that. Like. People don't just listen to Michael Jackson out of nostalgia. They listen to Michael Jackson because they love Michael Jackson. Um, I'm saying, like, I think it's possible, right? I, is it probable for a group like BTS? My, like, my whole post to it is no, because I don't even think they want that. And even if they did, I just don't think that, that I don't know. Their music is not geared towards it. Their music is geared towards, like, this current success and trying to stay relevant in Korea, which is, like, mm-hmm. I said, really smart. Right. I 
<laughs> that's like another thing. Well, for me, anyways, that like people, I feel like in general, even before now, that they just make music for the moment, like what's popular right now. So yeah, <laughs> they're like songs like I can like kind of pick out when that song was made because what what else was like the music genre that's popular at the time, as opposed to making something that <laughs> is. Timeless. The way that I do, like the way that I do music, is like, would I still want to perform this ten years later? Right. Exactly. Would I like, like, would I be embarrassed? Like, how would I feel about that? You know, that's kind of my approach when I come to music. I mean, I don't know how other people do. I mean, I think like they just make moment for, they make music for the moment, like right then, like what's going to sell right, right now, and so opposed to looking long term, like you know. Or, like, how can I change the song? Like, can I switch up, like, the genre and things like that? You know, that's, like, I think that I really don't see or, like, people really take into consideration. They're just, like, looking, like, right at the moment. And I feel like our society as a whole globally now is, like, what can I do right now to get popular? That's going to get people to look at me as opposed to, like, long term. Right. (laughs) And so, like, that's, like, like, you know, Beyonce said, you know, people make these little quick little singles, and when it burns out, they make another one. Nobody's really making mm-hmm. music for the long term. <laughs> it's <laughs> true. Wasn't a lie, because that's how the whole industry is now. People just make these, and it's, like, we're so burnt out. Like, after we hear a song, we're, like, okay, what's the next thing? How are you going to slay me next? Are you? and when they they don't you know it's like okay well i'm gonna find somebody else and then it's just like the cycle's repeating and like feel like now like things are so stagnant that it's just a free-for-all like nobody knows like where to go what to do what direction to take nobody's taking any risk because you know only certain sound is selling only certain people are on top and it's always them like (laughs) (laughs) The same right. like situation where like disco was like cat music and like tropical mm-hmm. house is to us disco was to the eighties the early eighties. So when people are like, what are we gonna do now? Michael Jackson hit them with that thriller, and they didn't have to ask ever again. <laughs> like that is about to happen. I don't know. Why, I just get the feeling that there's gonna be like a, another American artist who's gonna really shock us with something incredible and new and refreshing and innovative. And we need it. Yeah. We definitely need it. I can't remember. Like I'll listen to the radio sometimes, and I cannot remember those songs like an hour later. Right. Like I just like was I even listening to music or was it just you know like elevator sounds or whatever? <laughs> like. It's, and I feel like they're only about K-pop sometimes, too. Well, most of the time now. But, like, I'll listen to a song and I'll be like, wow, that's generic mm. as crap. Like, I don't... There's nothing discerning about it. It's not like I'm going to listen to that song five years from now. Like, unless you have sentimental value, I guess. Like, that's one thing. But for the most part, it's like, I have no reason to listen to you after this. And I don't remember the song. I don't remember who sang it. I don't remember the lyrics. I don't remember anything about it. So, wait, what? Our topic was Edon and Huna, right? <laughs> we left that a long time. <laughs> we ran a different way. We well, like, we, wait, what we, were we talking about? Well, we kind of, we, we, we kind of went into the other topic, which was BTS, and then went into another topic, which, which is fine, which is, which is fine. 
It's good because we had a nice layered, a nice multi-layered topic, nice discussion about lots of different things. Yeah. Um, (laughs) No, no, you know, it was all totally like everything that we talked about was stuff that I'm not really seeing a lot of other like podcasts or like sites sort of talking about so no it's it's, it's fine it's mm-hmm. exactly fine. that's mm-hmm. like things that we should be talking about yeah. so yeah and i think that the reason why i like this podcast is that we i guess like no i don't guess i i know it's like it's not like surface level i mean i just saw a video like two days ago and like the first thing other person said was like oh this is cute and i was like really of all things to say that's like it's very like surface level kind of stuff like there's no like real because i mean if i did like really like looked at really reviewed k-pop videos or videos in general I know I could talk about it, like the visuals, like things like that. I know, like with if it's English, I can talk about the lyrics <laughs> right off the yeah. bat. The K-pop, I would need subtitles, and even then, I'm like, I hope this translation is like you know as close as possible to you know originally what they're saying. Because I mean, if they say like some little subtext, really? nuance thing, I'm totally gonna miss it. But you know, so I know I could. I could do that because I guess I'm looking at things a certain way and not trying to be like, oh, let me just keep it really PG friendly or yeah. like somewhat entertaining so I get all these views and all this kind of stuff. Yep. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> That's why I don't like uh, reaction videos. I, I like, I'm not saying that all of them are bad because I do like, like Jesse Life's reaction videos and like some other people, but I watched, like, I've seen some other ones where, like, the song was clearly crap. The music video was clearly boring. It's like, oh, this is good. Work it, sis. I was like, what is going on here? <laughs> like, I mean, that's the thing. Stop. After a while, once you get, you know, into, you know, you you get into, you, you get into, like, the, you, you get into, like, the actual, you know, you, people start recognizing you as, oh, you're the person that does the the reaction videos, then it's like you're expected to give a certain type of, you know, Critique, response. Yeah, every single you're time. Nice one. You can't be real critical. Mm-hmm. I feel like you don't like it because then you're a hater and all this, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> God yeah. forbid, you know, you actually want them to improve instead of saying... Yeah, and that's the yeah, and that's the thing with with this podcast. I want us to be able to give whatever our opinions are any in any space and time. Like you know, whatever you're feeling, I want people to be able to feel like they can be honest. I don't want us to feel like you know I have to say whatever this is because you, you know I. We we just kind of reviewed this this um, this MV like few minutes before, and I I don't want to say you know something bad about you know I I want us to mm-hmm. be able to be honest. So 
Yeah, I mean, it's fine as long as you guys don't mind staying up this late. (laughs) (laughs) But I I think you guys, I think, I think you guys have, have, have talked yourselves out at this point. We have just for this. We were like, I gotta say this. Gotta um, say everything. Yeah, I think so because you guys pretty much um, went through everything that I was going to. I was going to mention something about BTS, and uh, I don't remember something else. Um, So, um, unless there's anything else that you guys wanted to mention. No, I think everything. I feel like if we open a can of worms, we're gonna be here for another like three hours. So we'll <laughs> <laughs> that, that like, have another episode for <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, well, if that's all that there is, I think that was a pretty, pretty good discussion. So I want to again thank you guys for, um being here and being present for our podcast. Thank you guys. If you were not here, there would be no podcast. So um, I would like to thank Jimin, Nat, and Jay for being here and giving their opinions. And they are always welcome. You can always reach us at um, NYA Netizens at um twitter and and why not your average netizens um at gmail.com and i think that that is it so thank you for joining us for another podcast and we will see you next time bye bye Oh, I forgot that was a real group. (laughs) Uh, Drink water, everybody. Okay, it's really hot. So, (laughs) what you see, (laughs) wear that sunscreen too. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.